What's up, guy? What is up, guy? Welcome back to what Josue has to say. If you're new here, I am Josue, and this is what I have to say. Before we kick off, I'd like to remind you guys to please like, subscribe, share, comment, do all the things as it does help the podcast grow and make money. Today's episode, Miami has never really been known as food central. It's never really had a prime place for cuisine in comparison to New York, LA, Chicago, or other sister cities. However, Miami has been changing often, lately, often. And to help me with this conversation is Miami's very own resident foodie, George Arango, better known as Mr. Eats 305. Welcome on the pod. What's up? Thanks for having me. What's up, brother? Chilling, man. I keep. How you doing? I'm good. How was traffic coming? Eh, it wasn't too bad. Uh, he's the Palmetto's Palmetto, you know, but I had, I had a Cuban sandwich for this, so I felt uh, pretty prepared. And he brought me half. That's true. I can't wait to try it. Where's it from? Today was... From Dulce Provisions in Little Havana. Not sure if you've been. Not yet. So, not yet. I like that. Mm. Um, but I am doing a roundup of my top 10 best Cuban sandwiches in Miami. Ooh. So, they were one of the ones that I tried to see if they make it into the top 10. Okay. We can go in more into that later. I, I was yeah, actually yeah, going to yeah. ask you where the where the top uh, Cuban sandwich is from. So, Ooh, yeah. we'll, we'll get into that. Um, brother, give me a little background. I mean, you seem like a Miami boy through and through. This is the first time we meet. Uh What's your what's your yeah, come up? Yeah, I'm sorry that I didn't bring you coffee. I was running late. So uh, I, I, you I, offered. You offered on the I phone. offered coffee. That's that's the important part. But oh yeah, so my name is George Rango. Grew up in the 305. You know, stayed went to Belen, FIU. Then I went to law school at Nova. But before I went to law school, I met my girl and we started Mystery 305 as a hobby. We both loved eating and going out to new places and checking things out and. I was posting on Snapchat my, this is back in 2016. I was just going to ask you. Yeah. yeah, 2016. So this is before Instagram, copy, I mean, had all the stories, added those features onto stole the. Stole it from no, Snapchat. No, 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 no. They, they're inspired. <laughs> Pero, <laughs> so this was before all that. And my friends were messaging me on on Snap asking what, what, I, what spot did I go to? What did I order? And that kind of gave me the idea to help all these guys, whether they're my friends or new people to let them know where they should be taking their girls partners out to eat so it was more guy focused when i first started mr eats helping giving food for dudes was like the first hashtag food for dudes yeah, like yeah, yeah. but <clears throat> as i started posting weekly bi-weekly i noticed more and more girls were following because i think women use social media more and because and, women like food more than men i think man there's, a, they, there's like a love relationship. The there. reason why guys go out to eat to places is to please the women. women yeah, hundred uh, percent. There are back? a smaller percentage of guys who genuinely like, you know, trying new things mm -hmm. and new foods like myself. And I think you too, but for the most part, most guys are simple, happy with whatever is the easiest, quickest and most convenient and probably cheapest. Yeah, absolutely. So it was giving, creating that platform to let people know that there's more than just, you know, your corner store shop restaurant. Um, so, but then I went to law school thinking nothing of Mr. Eats 305 and making it a business, um, posting little by little as I was focusing on law school. By the time I graduated, I was around like 75 to 80,000 followers. So I built it up while I was in law school and I was studying for the bar exam. You know, I took it twice and didn't pass fully. I passed like half of it because Florida bar is like two yeah. days and 
right when I took it the, the last time, because you don't find your results out immediately. You find your results out in like a month and a half, two months after. I told myself, let me draft a business plan. Let me try to see where this can go before I find my results. And if I hit my goals, pass or fail, I'm going to do this full time or pursue it. Man, I hit those goals for the year in like a month. I, I was posting crazy. I, I was posting one reel because this is right when like reels were launched. So it was good timing. I already had a good reputation. Mm -hmm. I had built my platform already, but now it's just elevating the content and posting consistently daily and good content. Not just, you know, like, oh, it was, it was a, I was grinding. I still grind, but that was a true grind of posting every day, a different reel that was about 30, 40 seconds with voiceover, everything there. Um, And I grew about like 10 to 15,000 followers in that one month of... In a month? Yeah. In that one month of of posting consistently uh, at least one reel every day and stories daily as well. So when I did that, that kind of started creating hype buzz around Mr. Eats 305. And showed you the potential. Yeah, yeah. And I saw, you know, brands started rolling in more. They started realizing that I was creating a... An even more, an even better reputation a for business. myself. It's a business. Yeah. yeah. So, so I was, I had made money before when I was in law school off of, you know, Instagram, but nothing like being able to go full time and matching my salary at the law firm and then passing it, doubling it and all mm-hmm. those type of things, you know? That's wild, dude. So you stopped practicing? Yeah. I didn't know. I, well, I, I never passed <laughs> the bar. Awesome. I never passed the bar because I didn't try to gotcha. take it again gotcha. that last time. Because I hit those goals and I was like, there are more attorneys than there are content creators as of now in Miami. I already had built, I already had built what at that time, about four and a half years of reputation and money and effort into mysteries 305. So I was like, all right, I already have built the foundation. I don't need to start from scratch, you know, so let me just try this out. And Thankfully, through consistency, hard work, and making sure that I differentiate myself from the others who are now pursuing it or have been pursuing it and changing, you can always change your styles. And I've changed my styles in the seven years that I've been doing this. Well, it's only natural as you grow as a person and and as a content creator, you're going to change your style. And as Miami grows. And as Miami grows. You know, going back to what we started with this in this podcast that when I started this in 2016, it was a very different Miami than it is today. Um, I was able to see the growth as, you know, a consumer. This doesn't happen overnight. I'm not as skinny <laughs> as everyone thinks, you know. But um, as a consumer growing up, you knew your local spots, and, and then you had chains basically everywhere. And there weren't yeah. as many, you know, craft, quality, nice spots mm-hmm. throughout the city. Um you started seeing that in like 2012 with Eating House and Pub Belly and, you Eating know, House. those, those OGs. The, the Captain Crunch waffles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he still brought those back when they yeah. reopened it in the Gables. Yeah, yeah, um, Like in a new location. But with Michael's Genuine, Michelle Bernstein, those people yep. when they really, I think Michael's Genuine might have opened like in 2010. And he was yep. one of the first Around ones there, yeah. really to, to start that Miami food scene. Um, you, I've seen it grow from then to where it is now where it's, a staple and in the conversation of is it the one of the best food cities in the United States 
It could it's, be. It's climbing. It could be. It's and it's climbing. definitely climbing rapidly. Yep. I wouldn't even have said it was in the top 10. And now you don't have to travel out of the city to find a good, whatever it is, pizza, burger, because taco. Every, everyone's brought their talents either from New York or LA or Chicago, which I have always been known as the like the food destinations. You know what I mean? Yeah. And now everyone's like dipping their toes in Miami. So you're going to get a little bit of... It's not only that, but it's also because of that, the people from Miami have stepped up their game. You know, they realize the competition's healthy. It's Mm -hmm. not, you know, I don't, I don't, there's people like, oh, screw these New Yorkers, screw these people. I'm like, no, you know, if you're coming in and bringing something good for our city, come in, work hard. That's the caveat. Exactly. If you're coming in and just reaping all the benefits, no, Mm -hmm. you know, but if you're coming in here and you're bringing something to the 305 and you're working hard and you are embracing our Miami culture, I'm all for it. Amen. You know, amen. Um, But, but it's helped elevate all the people that are already in Miami to reach that next level. Now we have Cafe La Trova, which is yes. the number six bar in North America, according to top 50 bars or top, top 50 it's best. Top, yeah. 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 And, um, there's other big names, you know, that we have Michelin here. We have James Beard doing its thing for a few years now. So, and, and the Michelin thing just popped off recently. Like they were, it was last year. Last year was right? their inaugural year in Florida. Mm-hmm. And, and we had, a crap ton of nominations and and bib gourmands and one stars and one two star and i like it i i, I like that michelin it, it's another reason why people are going to be working harder i'm not saying it's the end all be all of saying this is the best restaurant in miami no, i don't think there's one list not even my own list that I, that i have should be the ultimate list i think the beauty of food is that it's all subjective. You grew up a certain way and you, it's art. one thing might remind you more of home and your yeah. grandmother's cooking versus how I grew up. So at the end of the day, you take everything with a grain of salt. Food's and, art, and, bro. And it's what like, it is. About and it. it's what you like. It's about the, some, for some people, they might be more food focused. It might be more ambiance, service. service. There's a lot of different <clears throat> factors that differentiate your experience and people, you know, it's funny, like, I don't really pay attention to Yelp or Google reviews, but if you read some of them, it'll be like, one star, ter- terrible parking, but the best food I ever had. And they gave them one star? Exactly. People are shitty. So, people, it, it so depends where people focus their attention on, and, you know, yeah. they might reap on the, on the one bad thing, and then don't really give credit when credit is due. You know, people leave reviews when they have a bad experience, not always when they have the best experience. Which is it's, fucked up. It is, but think about it. It's when when you go reality. to a place, you, when you're pissed, you want to like take your, anger you know, out. anger out on the keyboard and be a little keyboard, keyboard warrior. warrior. Exactly. <laughs> and and you just have to take all those reviews lightly because you never know yeah. what the bias may be. No, absolutely. Or the experience. People might have a bad day. Um, I don't post bad experiences on my page because. People it's also might. bad for business. Like you don't want to. I don't want to kill business. See, oh God, Mr. Eats is here. Like everybody scramble around. I don't. Like, I, I don't. I don't think it would be bad for my personal business. It's just me as a person. I don't think it's the right thing to do for these business owners if they have or they're short staff or they couldn't get their shipment in time or that's true. They don't have the right produce in because Fulano got sick or or shortages. Yeah, whatever it may be. Yeah. There's so many factors that it's. I'm not the guy that wants to kill a business. You know, I don't want to be that guy to be like, oh, I posted a bad review and now I'm not a food critic. I am a content creator that loves food and my palate has grown over the last seven years because I've been eating it 
mm-hmm. even eating professionally and kind of rating and making sure that it is good to maintain to maintain my reputation online. Would you ever try and venture to like a food critic type of thing, like side and you know? I don't know. Aside if, from Mr. Eats, I don't know if that's like <clears throat> the market of today. I mean, you don't know what's in the cards. Like this, no, if this I, goes on for twenty, twenty-five years. Yeah, like yeah. who knows I, how I much? Just, I just br- don't think. The, the, the big time food critics that have been part of like the New York Times and the, you know, the well credentialed individuals that have been doing it for years, mm-hmm. even they aren't really finding a proper platform for them because it's not really working anymore as strongly as it used to. People would take their, you know, advice seriously and like not go there if someone had a bad experience. But I think it's going back to what I was saying is. Everyone should take reviews with a grain, you know, a grain of salt or very lightly because that guy might have had a bad, a bad experience, but the next person might love that certain type of food or whatever it may be. Um, I just don't foresee myself doing it, but maybe I just don't know. Yeah, you don't know. I, you never know. Mm-hmm. I just think it's more of like being the guide for spots in Miami and being that food face for Miami no matter where we go helping people find new spots wherever maybe not just Miami because I'm I cover outside of Miami but my focus and I'm based out of the 305 right, right you know but it's just having my experience help guide people in the right direction as entertaining as possible but professional and lighthearted and you know just clean clean content I like that I like how you phrase that how do you think um well before I get into that What's your day-to-day look like with content? How often do you go out to eat? Like that type of like, what's your structure looking like? Yeah, so. Do you cook at home? Like, It's, I wish I can cook. I wish I could cook more at home. I think that's something that I'm going to try to do more of, but it's it's tough with my day-to-day. And if, now once you hear it. So Mondays and Tuesdays, I try to keep um, myself at home to help edit content, answer emails, do all the like housekeeping. Mm-hmm. Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, I am going out to multiple spots, um, whether it's for lunch, dinner, maybe both, sometimes two lunches. Usually I am how in the gym. You, how yeah. much do you eat, bro? A lot. Fuck. A lot. So um, let's say, uh, let's say it's a toilet paper. Let's say, nah, I'm actually, my stomach's actually really good. I'm not allergic to anything. I don't have any sensitivities. I remember, I'm not also finishing meals. Okay, that's so, true. That's true, yeah, yeah. So like a bite too and then move yeah. yeah. So let's say it's a Wednesday through Friday. I wake up around like seven thirty, eight o'clock, go to the gym. If I could run there if the weather's good and it's not too hot, I run like a mile to the gym, work out for an hour, um, run back home. It's usually like nine thirty, ten, and answer some emails, shower. I'm usually on the road by like eleven AM, eleven thirty, going to the first like lunch visit. Um, usually there until, well, when I'm there, they, they present me or I order differs on how that works. So I'm how's that, how's that. that process? Do they know you're going? Do you just show up? Uh, they, tr- do you, do so they treat you any different? It, it depends. They know it's be reviewed. Yeah. Not reviewed, but you know, like on social media. So it depends the type of content that I'm going into. So there's different ways of how that works. Um, let's go into that after. Let me continue with yeah, like the day thing. Ahead. It'll be easier like to separate yeah, that. Yeah, when I go there, usually get like three or four dishes. I have like a bite or two of each one and pack it up. If I have extras, if I'm in near homeless people or hungry people, I offer it to them. 
because I'm usually there by myself, if not maybe one friend or two. Um, so there's usually leftovers, especially if we're going to another spot around like 2 p.m., usually done by 3, 3.30, head back home, edit content, mm-hmm. get a post out by 5, usually while I'm walking on a walk for like another 30 minutes. I do the same shit. Um, when I'm phone, posting, yeah, yeah, it's better than sitting down. Yeah. And then hopefully if I don't have a dinner that night, make dinner, which will be like the cleanest blandest chicken and vegetables I bet trying to change it up from and then all the spice and flavor and all the yeah and just oils. to not be as you know trying to stay, yeah, yeah stay fit and stay healthy and yeah and then just relax for about an hour or so you know and then go to bed at 11 around around there 12 and do it all, still over, do it all over again so your girl goes out with you and she helps you some sometimes when like when she can when she can't can, you know it's it's my thing but it, it's, she helps me a lot, for sure, for sure. Um, you better say that on camera. No, 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 it's the truth, it's the truth, <laughs> it's the truth. Um, so then back to your last question, right. which was, if you want to repeat it for, for everyone I listening. I forgot what it was. So, <laughs> okay, I didn't know if you had it written down. I saw him look at the computer and no, I was like, oh, he had this was, one written that down. That was one of the ones that I came up what with. What you had mentioned is how it works. Do they invite me out? Uh, uh, yes, do I just show correct. up? Do they know I'm coming? Right. And at least someone's paying attention. To oh, this yeah, podcast. yeah, yeah. I'm sure they were like, no, I want to hear that. I want to hear the answers to that question. Like I, I had it mentally written down um, because it's a good question because it differs for a lot of the. It's not the same. Restaurants, no. So there are restaurants depending on my content piece like today those are provisions i am doing my top 10 cuban sandwiches in miami right i just show up i just show up and that's where if i'm rating something and i'm listing things saying this is my bet my favorite they have no idea that i'm showing up if they recognize me authentic yeah if they recognize me or whatever it is like that is out of my control sometimes like when i was doing the burger one i would send in like my girl or my friends to order and then like right when it's already like whipped up or like in in the process, you I would go and like in. sit down or walk in or, or we would take it to go and I'd eat it like right in my car right when it would be done, depending if it's like a food truck or something like that. Right. Um, so with those, I try to make it and keep it as authentic and honest as possible because pe- that is my top 10 and I don't want it to be biased or, or swayed in any sort of way. That's good. With the invitations, whether they're inviting me to a restaurant to create content for them as a, like a paid thing, sponsor, like sponsorship or just like a, like trade. They'll know that I'm coming. But a lot of the times, like it's with the marketing people or the owners or the investors rather than the chefs or the, the front of the house or the waiters. So yeah, that makes sense. I always try to leave like a tip to them because they don't know who I am. They don't care or maybe they do, but I don't, I don't make it seem like, you know, it's about yeah, me. Yeah, you know, yeah. I try to make sure that they, when they, if they do a good job, that they're I providing also, a service. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, make sure that they're taken care of, and and yeah, that. So it's sometimes they know I'm coming, sometimes they don't. Um, sometimes I try to if I'm if I'm scheduling a content creation shoot uh, to visit when the restaurant is about to open or just opening, so I don't interfere with the kitchen or with other guests if I have lights going if i have cameras rolling or if i need silent if i need like quiet in the kitchen or Mm -hmm. something like that like i don't want to make my service interfere with with their job with the their job and page and other customers i don't want to ever be a burden to people just because like this guy is here you know so i always try to make sure that it's 
well-timed. That's good, bro. You're being considerate, which is honestly just needed in fucking general on this fucking planet. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) But, of course, there's always, like, negatives, I guess, where you come up with that. Because now I'm the only guy, and they they gave me the full attention rather than balancing... Because I want to make sure you you have a good experience, right? So, like, will my, the, I had a great experience, but if someone comes and they're packed. Is it going to be the same? Is it going to be the same? Likely not, yeah. So, it's tough. And that's why I say, like, take my recommendations lightly, but just know that if it's bad, I don't post it. It's funny seeing all those, like, ins and outs and intricacies of, like, because you just see, like, your video, what, 30 seconds? And you're like, and then look at all the... Like the web that yeah. comes into like it's interesting it's weeks of planning um i do a lot of vetting i don't go to every place that invites me i you know i what would sway you to not visit a place um there's a lot of factors the if if they are brand new i usually give them like a quarter to really get the rhythm because shit together yeah because i understand how tough it is to really get that rhythm going while you have a restaurant and and i don't want Thankfully, I have a good following, and I appreciate, like, all my followers and all that. And the people that just find me, they go and support right when I post to a place. You know, they'll go and pack that place if they really like it, if it's convenient for them. And Because you're an influencer, guy. No, man, I'm a, I'm a content creator. <laughs> I'm a content creator. I, if the influence, it comes, it comes as, as a byproduct. Yeah, yeah absolutely. But I don't post right. it because yeah. I want to influence people to go there. I post it because I genuinely like That's it. That's an excellent way to, yeah. So it's it's... Again, threading the needle, and that's a pun to the new <laughs> thread <laughs> app. Yeah. But um, it is like a slight difference, but it, it does weigh differently for me. Um, and what were we going at? What were we talking about? I literally I just, just I was just thinking about the thread app and how I wanted to like get into that. I know. We were talking about <laughs> it before the camera started rolling. <laughs> okay, yeah. And I was like, I got all excited. Um, yeah, what would sway you from not going to a, to eat at a thank place? You. And you, thank you, you thank want you. the place to open up. Yeah, there's up a lot. The place to open up. And if they are posting on their, if they have barely been posting on their IG and they've been open for six months and they just are banking on me to blow them up, I don't go. If you have, if you have 100 followers and you've just been posting like stock images and yeah, you're not, not really trying yeah. or if you're not putting any effort, effort into your marketing or social media, you're not going to be putting any effort into the kitchen, into what products you're getting, into your service, into the things that are important when I get there and what when customers get there. So be very weary about how you act on social media as a business because that's one of the main things that I take in consideration. If you're not showing love to social media, why would I think you're showing love to your dishes and your patrons and that's like absolutely true. Yeah. the things you're ordering, you know, are you cutting corners just to make money? You know, am I not going to get this quality meat because this one's cheaper and my people won't notice like yeah. that's you what want- I don't want. And you can tell, I can tell how that's going to be really just on how you act and try on social media. Not saying that people that have restaurants need to be professionals in social media. They need to hire no, but the someone. Effort, the but it's the effort. I don't care if your post got zero likes. If you posted a picture and I can tell that you posted it and you just don't know anything about video or photography, I don't care. But don't post, don't take one picture and then reuse it seven times <laughs> because it was one good picture or that you got it off of Canva and you created it and it's like the only thing that you have going on your grid, you know? That's wild, dude. I'm, I bet a lot of these restaurants don't even think about that. No, I know they don't. Yeah. I, I know they don't. Um, 
that's like my hidden now the secrets out but um it's a good thing that it's out because i think it's very important for the restaurants and and for people to think about those type of things because i don't really trust yelp or google or any of those platforms as much because like i was saying someone can have a vendetta or be biased or had one bad experience and post oh no parking one star but great food like that lowers your the the rating so i really really just look at the effort that the business owners are putting into it on their end. No, that's a great way to do it. Yeah. I, I, that didn't even cross my mind, but you said it, and it, and it makes all the complete sense. And, of course, old school word of mouth. If someone had a good experience. Which is the best. It's the best this day, yeah. It's the best way. And that's how I try to treat my platform <clears throat> as, like, me being your source of, like, your word of mouth type of guy. You know, that like you can trust him. And that's, like, he goes guide. out to like eat, you said, like, yeah. your guide. Um, so that's how I try to make sure my recommendations are even if i don't love a certain style i can understand how there's a market for those people that are looking for that so like late night bites i really don't go out late night because i'm trying to eat clean at dinner but if i get messages and i get recommendations from my my audience i go out of my way and i do my research and i go and look for late night bites or people might love a certain style of burger or a certain style of pizza even though it might not be my favorite i'll be like you know what I genuinely, try it out, yeah. you know, I'll try it out. I generally, generally don't love this style, but I had a good one of these. So now I'm posting it, you know, and for example, I prefer New York style pizza, mm. but if I had a good Sicilian or a good Detroit or a good uh, Neapolitan, I'll post it because I understand objectively and that other, it's good. Other people, yeah, like it too. Are yeah. going to love it. <clears throat> um you, you, you mentioned late night, and I thought about a little uh, spot that I love. I don't know if you've been uh, Uptown 66. Of course, uh, yeah, 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 Those tacos, the birria. Yeah, I haven't been late night, but I've, I've gone. It's the same thing, I think. I've but. gone sober and, you know, yeah. normally. And that's why I, I like trying all my food. Like, I'm not out here drinking and, like, giving biased well, reviews. if you're drunk, you love everything. Exactly, so it's, it's exactly. The fucking thing I've ever Exactly. Had. So, no, yeah, Uptown 66 has really good birria, tacos, yeah, yeah, and churros. Churros. Oh my God! Yes, they have a tres leche too. I don't, I, I don't know if you tried, tried it. No, I've only Bro. been twice when yeah. I was doing my top ten tacos. They just missed it. They were like in my top twelve, top thirteen. Really? Yeah, but if it's for be- if if it was my focus was more on like al pastor, yes, style t- like Mexico mm-hmm. City style type of tacos. Um, looking more focusing on the tortillas. How if they were. Not traditional in the sense of putting cream cheese and sauce on it. They, I didn't even try them. I didn't even count them. So I love tacos and tattoos or Tiago's tacos, mm-hmm. but they didn't make, I didn't even try them in consideration for this list because they're not as authentic. And this list was for authentic, authentic tacos. Authentic. Um, so Uptown just missed it, but that's going into all of Miami and Miami-Dade County. Which so like, Homestead huge to Aventura. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So to even be in the top 15 there was like fire tacos. 100%. No, I love you know, that place, man. Yeah. Um, you eat out a lot. Yeah. You, and I'm not saying you don't have to call anybody. Have you ever gotten food poisoning? No. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, knock, knock on, on wood, wood, bro. No, I said this, this yeah, might yeah, yeah, be yeah. the one. <laughs> I have not. <clears throat> wow, dude. Yeah. Yeah. I At have, least in, in the seven years that I've been doing this. That's, for, yeah. That's a crazy statistic. Yeah. Yeah. And I know a lot of people that have had it. I have. That's why I asked. I was like, this guy at least once has yeah. gotten like. No. Damn, good shit. Thankfully. Good shit, no pun intended. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all been good <laughs> shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've been good. 
Oh man, um, I want to circle back a little bit to the the change that the food scene has had. You did mention how competition, you know, has is shaping the the food culture in Miami. But have you noticed anything else in terms of like the food culture like changing in the past? And I I mean probably from twenty twenty to now, which is like I think the the years where we've seen Miami really take a shift. Yeah, I mean, if you've seen it, I've definitely seen it. Like, not only has it been an internal growth, so the city has been hitting new levels and and opening new spots and yeah. taking new chances and doing all those things, but we're getting international recognition because of all these all these things. And even even the spots that have been here before and that they're finally getting noticed, you know, before right? yeah, before they were just hidden, before they were or hidden or just like. Oh, it's just a Miami spot. Overlooked. Yeah, so people didn't think national recognition would be deemed upon them. And now people come to Miami and food is one of their main focuses rather than just like the the beaches or whatever it used to be, partying. Now I think we're finally getting to a place where people's focus are, oh, where will I, I'm going to go visit Miami and I'm going to have a good meal. Not just like I'm going to go visit Miami and party. Yeah. Now you can do both. Very true. I like that. Before, like I said, L.A., New York, Chicago always kind of, like, took the the limelight when it came to, like, cuisine and different types of, like, Mm -hmm. you said, now we have international recognition, which is is not only huge to have the recognition itself, but you get international people want to come and open up spots and try just new shit. Yeah, yeah. There's there's less and less, and I don't know if this is statistically correct, but what I've seen are less and less chains opening in Miami. Yes, yep. So that's always a good sign. Nothing against the chains. I love, you know, the quick yeah, and but easy, but there's no way to compare it to yeah. nah. any other mom and pop place. Absolutely, man. You know, there that is there is an, an audience for those for those places, but I love when it's homegrown Miami style type of, of spot. Absolutely, you know, dude. So um, in design district, you've probably been mandolin. Yeah, of course. Bro, amazing. So mandolin, um, I think Doya is better. Yeah, I haven't been to Doya. So. But. I don't know the timeline, but I know Mandolin was bought by Soho House um, a few years ago. And and I don't know if they still are owned, but I think so. And then the original team of Mandolin opened up Doya. And that's who you can find at Doya today. Oh, wow. So Doya, not Doma. Because yeah, you're yeah. literally like on yeah. the same street, but it was both. down Wynwood. Um, Doma is more Italian, like traditional Italian, very good, underrated Italian spot. And Doya keeps it. And more Doya like is, he's, I think he's a, Tur- I think he's a Turkish chef, but more Mediterranean. Mediterranean um, food is where it's at. Yeah, I love it's that spot. Shit. It's a good spot for mm. it. Another little spot I love in Hialeah, La Fresa Francesa. Of course, yeah, yeah. Wow. They've been around for like eight or nine years yeah, now, yeah, and yeah, yeah. they have a nice. It sounds weird, but. French, Cuban, yeah, you Miami. Would never, you would never influence. think it works, but it works. It works, and um, Ariette too. They do a similar style. I think he leans more to the French mm-hmm. style of like finer dining. Not that Fresa Francesa is not nice, yeah, it's but it, it's, it's a, a different, different vibe. vibe. It's, you know, you're in the Grove, and here you're in Highly, and like a s- smaller restaurant that you would not even think that it's cranking it's, out that yeah, quality 100%. food. You know. But yeah, those are the two spots that actually have like that French fusion style type of spot. I told uh, I don't know if you follow her, uh, Stephanie. Looking for stuff, she does like some food. I'm sure sometimes. I've seen. I'm sure yeah. I've seen it. Yeah, and she would never go into Hialeah. And I told her, "Yo, check this place out." She was like, oh, "I'll check it out, bro." She was like, "I made a video about it because I was so fucking like, you know, like like pulled back like, this place. Oh my god, how is this here? Amazing!" And I was like, "Damn, I'm from Hialeah." Yeah. So I was like, "Damn, I'm proud of like you know to see this, this little come up." You of know, of course, like, no, I feel the same way. I'm I was I'm from Kendall, 
Uh, well, I would say, you know, <laughs> sisters. It's, it's a, <clears throat> actually, it's unincorporated Miami-Dade County. It's like right nearby, like gotcha. Braddock, Finca, oh, yeah, La yeah, Canaria, yeah, 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 yeah. all those things. That's where my parents are at. And um, that's Kendall, bro. Like, it's Kendall. Yeah, it's Kendall. That's Kendall. Like any, anyone that sees the address will be like, oh, so you're in Kendall, right? Or in the Everglades. And I'm like, eh, yeah. yeah, yeah, same, same thing. But um, so I understand showing love and support to all the neighborhoods in Miami, whether it's going all the way down to Homestead and all the way up to Aventura and past that, but making sure that I'm not just the guy or person who's covering the prissy, cute, Instagrammable spots that are in Brick or Miami Beach no, or, that doesn't, you know, that doesn't like, do anybody any, any good. <clears throat> there's some good spots there. It's fine. But, like, do they, of course, but do they really hit home as well as the blue-collar Miami true spots? Like, I'm a simple guy. Like, I really prefer sandwiches whether it's a cuban sandwich or just like chicken sandwich burger you know um pizzas all the handhelds mm -hmm. chicken tent like i'm yes. very simple F finger food type finger of food yeah. type of guy same um tacos but it just feels I, I different to eat with your hands right is that, is that just me like i no, feel like i, 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 I just <laughs> I, I just genuinely love the simplicity of certain of that things food. you know and 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 Maybe it's just that I can go to the restaurants looking like this in shorts and shorts yeah, and a t-shirt and a hat. Yeah. But um, <clears throat> it, there's a time and place for the other spots too, you know, that you want to get dressed up and be nice and really have hit the town and do all those things too. Mm -hmm. But for the most part, most people are looking for their every other, their everyday lunch or every week lunch spot or a new spot to check off for lunch. Yeah, that makes it more casual. More casual. Yeah. And that's where I want to like try to focus or what I try to focus on, on hitting those under the radar, or even if they're not under the radar, the spots that are in every neighborhood. And that I also do that with my neighborhood favorite series that I, I do every now and then, but that takes a lot more time to really try to pick my 10 favorite spots in a certain neighborhood. So you can only imagine, you know, every single neighborhood that well, there is you, in Miami. You would have to go to the neighborhood and spend your entire fucking day there. <clears> no, I, 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 it takes me weeks because I'm not going well, go go to go to like three spots in one and, day. Yeah, and like I can, but some and I've done it sometimes, but not every day. And there's neighborhoods that have a no, lot of And it probably does like a disservice, too, because by by restaurant three or four, you're probably like, bro, I don't even want to exactly. chew anymore. Like, exactly. You know. Yeah. So I, I, I don't I stop myself to help the content be as honest or real as possible. That's you know? good, bro. That's good. Yeah. Um, do you ever like, I guess, focus on like the food network and like try and get like tips or like, re like, re like research purposes or like to, um, just to be more like, you know, like obviously like people on food network know what the fuck they're doing. Yeah. Get tips. Like, well, I, I grew up watching the food network, okay, you so know, was, that, yeah. that was a there's big a inspiration as to like why I love doing what I, I'm doing or why I maybe got into it. I had that, even thought to be posting about food you know right um so it could be just like in my subconscious you know channeling my inner guy fietti or <laughs> my anthony bourdain whether it's you know entertaining like guy or or respected and and polished as as bourdain but i nowadays i don't really look into the travel shows or discovery network or whatever it may be for inspiration, I am watching Food Network to better my, my cooking skills, I guess. Okay. Understanding how to do things properly and, and watching it casually, but never really like studying it as well. For, for the major networks, there are a bunch of creators online, whether they're chefs or not, that teach me a lot daily too, whether it's cooking or, or content creation, 
where to go, different styles of content. So when it comes to homework or studying people, it would be peers on Instagram and TikTok and other social media platforms to see how they're doing it in their respective community and then how I can turn it to Miami. What are those some uh, what are those creators? What are some of them? <clears throat> Actual creators like yeah, like their names? Like, yeah. yeah and, uh well Nick Giovanni, he's a chef. He, um so when it comes to like cooking and editing Owen Hahn, I think he does sandwiches. Okay. Um Salt Hank, also another chef, Golden Balance. They are guys that are chef. I don't know if they're legitimately chefs. I think few of them well, are. They know what the fuck but, they're doing. But in the they kitchen, know so. what they're doing yeah. in the kitchen. They have just as me. I don't know if I <clears throat> would consider me a professional eater, someone from the outside, but I would consider myself a professional eater because I've been doing it professionally for the last few years. <laughs> as simple as that. So I look to them for inspiration or learning how to cook. You know. Okay. <coughs> Guy Fieri won't eat eggs. Andrew Zimmerman won't eat walnuts. Is there anything you wouldn't eat? Mm. That has to be one thing, bro. It has to be something like outrageous, like, I don't know, like. testicles or some crazy shit. Fear, would fear factor that, type of. Something like, yeah, something fear factor-esque, <laughs> you know. Um, I, when I first opened and created Mr. Eats and started dating my, uh, my fiance now, she really introduced me to different flavor profiles you know i really didn't love but i would still eat uh pickles olives mustard like that flavor profile bro that's so crazy because i learned to love those two exactly I hated those off the bat and now i'm no obsessed. and now now i yeah. can't have yes. you know a burger or something without, a Cuban sandwich without or, the pickles or the yes, mustard yes that's why so that's one thing that i didn't like growing up and now uh, i don't even bat an eye when, when, when it's in front of me. I wonder what it is about that specific fra- flavor profile that, like, you know, initially kind of, like, pushes you away, but then you learn to, <coughs> I don't know. I don't, I don't know what it is. I don't know what Something it is. It, it's Because I've heard it, is, it from different It's a people. distinct flavor profile. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's in the acidity of it or, or it's just something that is so unique mm-hmm. that you don't find in certain, in other, like, dishes, like salt, pepper, yep. ketchup, mayonnaise. Those you see and get, like, blended well in other dishes. When there's mustard in something, you know. Pickles in yeah. something, you know. Yeah, Olive in something, out. you know. It sticks out, yeah. So it's definitely something about, like, the acidity or or, or just, like, the flavor profile that is unique. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. I agree. But for everyday food, I don't think there's something that I wouldn't eat. Really? Yeah, man. I I, I can't I'm, even think of something. I'm like, pretty, like, the same way. I'm, I'll eat anything. Yeah. At least once, you know what I mean? If I don't like it or whatever. Yeah, but, there's like, some I'm things not. that I maybe like less, but... I'll still eat it, especially if the chef recommends something or the business owner thinks this is our this is our number one seller. Like mm-hmm. it's his number one seller for a reason. So I'm gonna try it. You know. Um, sticking to the whole Miami changing situation with uh, specifically with the food culture, is there anything you think that off the top of your head, and if you don't, whatever that is still missing from like the food culture here, or anything that you would like to see more of, anything you'd like to see less of? It's like a multi layered question, but yeah, no, definitely. I I, I think. So, back going back to, again to 2012, because that's when I really started like understanding the food. I didn't remember; it didn't start Mister Eats till 2016. But right. 2012 is right when I got into college. You get your car, you're driving all over the place, you're dating, you know, you're just out of high school. So that's when I really was paying attention to the food <laughs> scene in Miami. I noticed there was a lot of fusions 
Asian with some sort of Latin American, Hispanic, um, Peruvian, Peru, whatever, whatever it may right, be. Yeah, and, yeah. and sometimes they work. Sometimes they're forced. Sometimes it's a little too much. And <clears throat> I think Miami was putting a lot of focus on that rather than putting focus on traditional style, authentic cooking of 100% that cuisine, whatever ethnicity or cuisine it may be, you know, not just 100% Italian, 100% Peruvian, 100% his, um, Cuban, mm-hmm. or, you know, whatever. And I can be naming all the, all the cuisines. Now we are finally putting focus on those type of restaurants, that type of cooking that we're finally giving it the attention it needs. So we could, go to a place and feel like you're in Japan or you can go to a place and you feel like you're eating hundred percent an authentic cuisine without having to go to the actual place because you know, it's finally chefs are bringing out those types of cuisines and not feeling like they have to cater to the audience, which in their minds was That's Hispanic. a really good observation, man. Yeah. yeah you know, yeah. so, and it also goes into Miami being more diverse as a city. Mm-hmm. You know, when we were growing up, it was predominantly Cuban. Damn, good. damn, man. The, the podcast guy. <laughs> Go ahead. Yeah, I have my phone on silent. I have my threads going off all over the place. And, uh, but, oh, yeah, so it's predominantly Cuban, and now we have more of a melting pot. We're more diverse, and, and, and we're seeing that in our food. More people are also being more adventurous with their food. So yeah. there's a lot of factors going into it. Growing up, I was made, probably only eating Cuban food and American food or Italian food, things that my parents – would, yeah, would like normal like normal yeah, things, yeah, yeah. you know, but <clears throat> now I'm more open to exploring every type of cuisine, every type of ethnicity, and learning more about it. And Miami business owners and chefs are finally seeing that audience, so they're curating the type of restaurants for that audience. That's true. Would you ever think about opening up something? So I'm a partner at one spot, uh, Jealous Fork. It's okay. in right by Braddock. It's a Breakfast focus spot where they have they they were just what nominated. Was the one more time? Jealous Fort. Jealous Fort. So they are the according to Travel and Leisure, like the big um, travel mm-hmm. magazine. magazine. The number, they're the fifth best pancakes in America. Ooh, yeah. I'm gonna have so to go a trip to Kendall. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's the pancakes are unreal, but they have more than just pancakes because they in that area, as you know, there's not many. There are not many s- spots mm-hmm. for dinner. You know, you have your sushi sake, you have your finca, and now Jealous Fork just opened and Vice City Pizza just opened, but before that, like it was Chains and Ila Canaria Finca yeah, and Candle type of yeah, you know. So Culture. finally, giving the people realizing that there's a need for different types of food in the area and and it it helps cater to that, as well as their focus being brunch. Um, so I'm an, I'm a co partner <clears throat> in that restaurant and. That's kind of where I think I would stay moving forward with potential other other investments and other other restaurants. I, I don't like think that. I would uh, ever a hundred percent own something, but you never know. If if, never if, know. if 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 that day comes, it means something's doing really well, and I am <clears throat> ready to be able to maintain and and withstand something like that because I wouldn't want to open something with my name on it and it'd be bad. So if I can be able to handle something. And also not not have it take away from my personal Mr. Eats brand, then 
that's when I have a good balance and a good team behind me for sure. No, at the end of the day, you have to do what's, what works for you and if you can handle the efforts. If exactly. It's, if it exactly. becomes bigger than you are, then what the fuck's the point? You're, gonna, you're setting yourself for failure. Yeah, yeah. So right now, <clears throat> the mission statement is still the same for me um, as it was when I created Mystery 305, and it, it's helping tourists and locals alike find spots that they could enjoy predominantly in Miami, but follow my adventures around the world. I love that. Um, the next question, you don't have to answer. You don't want to. Okay. But I'll answer it for my, for my opinion. The most overrated restaurants in Miami, I'll go first. Anything Grutman. <laughs> Anything David Grutman. <laughs> I can see that. But I also I also do think he does some good good things with his restaurants. And I there's think a he certain does audience for, Insta- too. for Instagram. No, I, I think... You know the level of of of, of food. If if you take away the price tag, you take away the show, and you have a, a, a dish in front of you. That's what I mean. I think the food is actually decent. Yeah, actually. decent. Komodo, you good. like the food? I like Komodo. The Komodo. I haven't been in a few years, and I haven't posted. I don't. I don't post about those spots because one, they don't need. They don't need the. Yeah, hype. they don't need the hype. They don't no, need the hype. David Grumman. That's does not, not need the hype. <clears throat> no, he does a great job. Uh, he's on a his, great on marketer. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's what he was known for. Mm-hmm. Growing, you know, coming up in Miami yep. scene, and he still kills it today. Yeah, he does. Um, and now he has a killer team behind him too. So like, I don't hate at those. Oh, hates a strong word. No, but no, dislike. Just like, no, no, no. I, I don't, I don't hate what they're doing, and I think they're they're doing a good job for the audience, Their audience. that yeah, yeah, that yeah. they are catering that to, to that, the people yeah. that are coming to Miami and want those type of restaurants. When you know, when people are coming to Miami for the first time, if that's what they want, I'm telling them about them. You know, because I know they're going to be disappointed if they go to a place that's like calmao and like good food, but like they're expecting that's true what they see on Instagram. It's like going to Vegas and not going to and not going clubbing or not going to a pool party. That's a good point. You know, going off that's the same thing. That's that's a great analogy because I've been to Vegas a few times and like I prefer the spots that are right off the strip and like their arts district and like they have some dope things, but. Someone from who's who's a local there is not going to tell me no. about this like hidden spot. Not gonna you go, go there maybe on your thir- third, fourth visit, mm-hmm. but your first visit you're hitting up the main spots. So for for Miami, I think it's good that we have something that's of good quality that isn't as bad. Okay. Um, but overrated, I think the whole club restaurant scene, whatever that may be, whether it's like. Kiki on the river, oh, or like yeah. sexy fish, or but those are booming, man. No, Pe- I'm not saying people I'm, love again, those too. Again, no, yeah, for the audience, for the audience, like me, saying, yeah. I don't want to be like having a club going on while I'm trying to enjoy my food. There's people that want that. I'm not that. I'm not that person. So for me, I think that style is overrated. But they're they're money. They're no, money. They're, they're money. Yeah, hundred percent. Those things are literally cash cows. Because Miami and partying go synonymous, and yeah. also people—they're cool, and they're cool. They're cool, especially the ones on the water, Kiki, and right. all those where things. Else can like, you where else can you do? I think it's—I think it's beautiful that that it's available there for people. But I don't want the average person going there expecting to be floored by something and what that at that price tag, and then because that's what that's what overrated is at the end of the day is like, can I get something better for a cheaper price? Yeah, that's a great way to put it. So if your if your rating is where is a nice place to go to be on the water and and party and and eat, you know that's a great spot. But my ratings are usually like where is where can I get a good cocktail, wine program, beverage program, as well as food 
in a nice ambiente where I'm not, where it's not too loud, where you can have <laughs> a, a nice conversation. Ambiente. Yeah, it's Miami. No, so, no. <laughs> um, but that's what it is. Like, yeah. or that's, that's for like the night, like a night outing, but, or just like overall value overall, where just, can I go in and like yeah. get a fire pizza or a fire burger or something simple like that, you know, and not having to pay $30 for a burger type of thing, you know? No, it's true. Um, you started off saying that your page was, and kind of going off the whole partying thing, that your page was initially dedicated to men and yeah. where they would want to grow out. So with that well, being, or, or where they would want to take up take their, a lady their, out. Their, their partners. Yeah, so yeah. going off of that, best Tinder day spot. Oh man, I've been out of the. I've been engaged. I'm with my girl for like seven years now. Well, so say I'm you just, like, you just met her. You're like, uh, out, out no, of the and that, that's that's technically like the idea of what Mister Eats was. Mm-hmm. You know, is is how to impress consistently. So it depends on the style. Can't say sexy fish, man. I'll kick you out of here. Oh, man. <laughs> no, 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 no. no, it depends on like the vibe and like what location you want to go for. So like I would take, bro, I used to take everything in consideration. Like if you're picking her up and you don't have a lot to talk about, you're not going to be sitting in the car for 30 minutes and driving to, driving to Miami beach. You're going to go to the spot that's in the gables or the quick, grove quick, to yeah. get there quickly. And then you can start talking about, the food in front of you, drink, whatever it may be, yeah. you got a drink. And, and so it really all depends on like where you're located, you know? So for every neighborhood, there's a different Tinder date spot. That's a good, that's a good idea. Yeah. So I it's, it's always, that. and that's, that's, you can ask me the same questions of like, what's your favorite restaurant or where's your favorite thing to go and, and, and eat. Like it all depends on what you're in the mood for. And that's not like a political question at all. Like a political answer. Like, it's just like, well, it, it depends. We'll see about that with what I got next. Though. It, it depends. So, <clears throat> Hit me with neighborhood and I'll give you my Tinder dates. Well, how about that? All right. Uh, Grove. Grove? Mm. Right off the top of my head, I was going to go Ariette, but it, it can get pricey. It's more brunchy, too. No, no, no. They have, they have a solid, solid dinner so. spot. Um, if it's a first date and you you might need conversation starters, the Regatta Grove, I haven't been yet, but the Regatta Grove, oh, it's like that. the new Wharf yeah, 2.0. Go, yeah, that might be a good spot to start because you can like be more social and you might run into it's people. And it's like very, you know, very easy, very laid mm-hmm. back. Um, so that spot, or, you know, there's like Strata in the Grove, like low key spots, type of that. Um, Farinelli, classic old, you know, older spots. Things that if you have a picky eater, you don't want to also be too crazy. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Cause you don't know what you're gonna get. You don't know. What you're gonna, you don't know the type of person <laughs> you're dating. That she is. So like, you gotta go to order, a yeah. more conservative style type of spot that everyone loves pasta. Everyone loves pizza. All so. I'm saying is, if she orders fucking chicken nuggets, I'm getting the fuck. That, up that's gonna eating. be tough. <laughs> I mean, there's a time and place. There's a time. For, I love chicken nuggets, but if that's what you but know, nah, if she's ordering yeah. off the kids menu. She, yeah. Yeah, she's too young for you, bro. She's for the streets, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, before we close out. I want to play a short little lightning round with you. Let's do it. All right? Let's do it. Lightning round. You can't yeah, think yeah. about it. All right? I'm still going to think about it, but I'll, I'll make them quick. I'll make them quick <laughs> thoughts. All right. It's the best of. I know you don't like the best of, but you're going to think about it. Okay. Best Panko Bite. Um, I had a good one recently at Luncheria at, at Julian Henry's. It's on the, on the first floor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It impressed me the most, so that's, uh, they're going to get my answer, but it's hard to combat Mary's Coin Laundry. Okay. But okay. when I'm drunk and, and at, you know, in college at three in the morning, Mary's Coin Laundry was the best. But now I think Luncheria uh, at, at Julian, Julian Henry's. Henry's. Okay. Best croqueta preparada. So, I mean, best croqueta de la Canaria without even Question people, like, without even asking 100%. me. Um, but I think I love the one at Sandwich. 
the most. Less sandwich or no sandwich, no. sandwich in oh, Miami, yeah, yeah, not, yeah, not yeah, sandwichery. Yeah. Uh, sandwich in Miami on A Street. Okay, best agueño and pan de bono. Bakery food. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna go. It's a tie between Caracas Bakery and Millie's Empanadas. Millie's Empanadas, bro. Yes, yes. yes solid Fact. answer. And the last one, best Cuban pizza. I'm not a huge Cuban pizza fan, so but I'm gonna go Polo Norte because it's Polo all reliable. Okay, it's all you reliable. Got your shakes, you got yeah, the, you got everything there. Yeah. You got everything. If if you know if you're going with someone that prefers ordering ropa vieja or something else, you know you can have you that option that. too. It's not just a Cuban pizza joint, but um, New York style pizza, Miami slice. Got to throw it in there because it's yeah. that it's that. That good. I've yet to go, but for me right now, Old Greg's, man. Well, not Old right Greg's now. For the last two years, Old yeah, Greg's, yeah. Like, Old, Old Greg's is solid. There's, there's a lot of good pizza. There's a lot of good pizza in Miami. It's, it's booming now. Yeah, yeah, yeah before yeah. it was, uh, you know, no, it was, it was whatever. It was right. It was right. You know, you had your something. You had your, your, your mom and pop shops that would make good quality stuff, but now it's really, it's really hitting home internationally too. Like international recognition, Miami Slice is getting, yeah, dude. I've seen it. Yeah, the like line. I was, I was in New York, in last summer. We were there for two weeks, and I ate at, like, 25 different pizza spots. And just to, like, compare it, this R&D. Like, I go and I learn <laughs> R&D, R&D, baby. Like, I got, I got to compare it. <laughs> got to compare it to Miami. And Miami Slice is was in my top five of New York. Like, it would fit in, like, the two or three spot in for, against my New York slices. Lindustry, Scars, or Mama Two's, and then Lindustry. I mean, sorry, and then Miami Slice. So okay. Lindustry, number one in Brooklyn. And then Scars and Mama Two, which which are in Manhattan, or it's on the on the other side of the bridge in mm-hmm. New York, and then and then Miami Slice in that top Damn, five, dude. Yeah, yeah. I never in my life would have thought of seeing a pizza place in the like you know. Yeah, it, like it's that. elite. It's I've elite. yet to go. My my boy went and he made like a fucking. I think he told me like an hour and a forty five minute line outside. It was probably right right when they opened because now yeah. the line's a little bit better. The line's only for takeout. <clears throat> if you want to sit down and eat it, they're like they call it a pizza omakase. So it's like a countertop, nice where they go and serve <laughs> you different their different yeah, flavors yeah. or styles of pizza. Um, that you put your name down like a normal restaurant, and they'll you get a text when your time is is ready. And Come yeah, you have down. to wait forty five, but you don't have to wait in line. Like you can walk around, go get a beer at the porch. Oh, like they have terrible. like it's fine. Maybe the light, maybe the line that night by, might be longer than the takeout, but it's it's diff- it differs, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, before I close out, final question. You could take your time with this one because I don't know if you ever even thought about this. Death row, your final meal. I get this question a lot. Get the fuck out! I get this question a lot. Thinking I was I'm being original. No, 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 no. So I already. I, so how I how I structure this okay. answer right. is always one meal f- for every type of sorry, one item for every meal of the day. Wait, so what? breakfast, lunch, oh. dinner, and like dessert. That's what will be in front of me. Okay. So I would go croquetas for breakfast. Ilacanaria. I'd go, this is where it gets tricky. It'd be some sort of sandwich. It'd be some sort of sandwich, either a burger or like a panguite or something like that. Mm-hmm. If it's a burger, I'll probably go like Ted's Burgers, but I'm probably want something a little more bigger and juicier and, and Filling, yeah. More filling. I'd go Babe's Meat Encounter in Palmetto Bay. I've yet to go there. I don't know. It's fire, and they have some of the best Cubans, too. Babe's Meat, Babe's meat Encounter. Encounter, okay. Yeah, it's a butcher shop, but they also have their own um, sandwiches and so breakfast meat, sandwiches. Meat's fresh. Everything, yeah. They, they make their own pork, ham, all, you know, sausages, everything. <clears throat> Dinner, I'd go some sort of pasta dish. Solid. I don't know what pasta dish. Maybe a rigatoni or some sort of, like... 
I'd go spicy rigatoni. That's like the safe okay. bet. You okay. know, I don't know, you know, who's cooking the meal, you know, it's, right before. It's not Mario Carbone. Yeah, yeah, so. it's, not, it's not Carbone. It's not, it's not Machiavellina. It's yeah. not Luca. So yeah. there's, there's, a lot of, there's a lot of great ones in town, but just to play it safe there. It's and on. then I'd go ice cream for dessert, most likely from Crybaby Creamery. Never been there either. It's also in Palmetto Bay. Palmetto Bay. Well, they have two locations That's now. They have. No, no, no. Por abajo. It's like, <laughs> uh, yeah, 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 yeah. No, he's in Hialeah, so he's <laughs> all the way. He doesn't know where he is. <laughs> and then his next step up is Miami Lakes, Hialeah con Corbata. 100%. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know your shit, dog. It's <laughs> but no, um, the Crybaby, they also have a second location right off like Bird and like uh, Turnpike. Okay. On, on the east side of the Palmetto. Crybaby. Crybaby Creamery. Creamery. Yeah. That's a good name, Crybaby Cream. It's fire. Yeah. It's fire. Yeah. There's a lot of, bro, there's a lot of good food in Miami now. So nah, I see it, man. <clears throat> I see it on your page. What I think, there, I don't like narrowing things down to the best of, even though I still do it because people love seeing it. I think every- I, I don't either. Everything has its own <clears throat> respect. Every, every its own neighborhood respect. should yeah. have a go-to spot in, for every cuisine. Mm -hmm. There should be a proper burger spot in every neighborhood. There should be a proper pizza spot. There should be multiple- Within each neighborhood, we don't have to, so we don't have to drive all the way to Brickell or Wynwood to have that experience. You should be able to get a good panko lechon, you know, at the yeah. cafeteria ne next to you. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. it's helping elevate the Miami food scene little by little that I think we're finally seeing that more and more. That there's now a proper ice cream spot in every neighborhood and a proper name the cuisine in every neighborhood. I love it, bro. I love the, the direction things are taking. I My only fear is, and I mean, it's it's part of change. I just hope that, I don't know, 20 years from now, Miami doesn't lose its culture too much. But I love how our generation, the millennials, have gotten in and and spruced up, like, what our parents kind of, or our grandparents kind of made, like, made, like, a better version of it, or all these new ventures coming in. So I'm excited to see, like, the shape things are going to take, you know, yeah, the next couple it, of decades it's and stuff. It's, it's, I think it's headed in the right direction. I think so, too, yeah. So we just, it needs the growth that's happening now. Mm -hmm. And yep. I think the, the, the staples will stay maintained there, but they will continue to, to compete and be able to get better knowing that all these other places are opening up too. Yeah. Competition, man. Yep. Healthy. Yep. I agree. Brother, thank you for coming on. Thank Great you, Great convo. Man. For Appreciate sure. it. If you want to sure. plug anything, go ahead right now. Yeah. So to answer the long the the question of where do I go out to eat? Uh, you find it on Mysteries Three Hundred Five, on social media, Instagram, TikTok, now Threads, Twitter, YouTube. But one thing we didn't talk about, which I didn't, which we can talk about now, is that? on my website. I am about to launch an app. Uh, um, it's the apps in, in the works, but there's a map that is Miami Food Guide. You type in Mysteries Three Hundred Five dot com, and a map will pop up with my curated selection of where to go eat. So do it now. Are you listening to this? Type in mysteries305.com and you'll see what I'm talking about. Do it now. Uh, do it now. And, and then, yeah, and then you can subscribe and follow and do all the same things you do on his podcast. <laughs> well, I was going to say that next, so just listen to him. Do yeah, it for me go. too. You got to go back and repeat to what he said in the beginning. <laughs> Thank you, bro. Dollar, brother. That's all the time we got sure. for today, guys. Um, that's it. Have yourselves a good day. Como siempre, no se meta con nadie para que nadie se la meta.